we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of All Steelers Talk. We're your host, Noah Strackbine, joined always by the lovely Donnie Droon. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at All Steelers Talk. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at All Steelers. <clears throat> and as always, follow your favorite podcast host at Noah Strack at Donnie Droon. Donnie, it is week two. I do not know about you, but I'm already exhausted. I feel like it's week two. 25. I feel like we're off season has already surpassed. That's how tired I am at this point. It's just a draining week. Am I right? Yeah. And just, I, I guess it's cause like we've been going hard at training camp and just like everything else we've been doing. So for like, for normal fans, it's like football season, right? Like it's finally here, blah, blah, blah. But like for people like you and me, it's, it's been football season. It's, yeah. it's never not football season, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's never not. I try to tell people that all the time. Like my family, they're like, how excited are you for week one? I'm like, I, to be honest, I forgot it's August. Like I thought it was June. Like it's yeah. You're like I, I gotta go to the stadium. Be stuck in traffic. I won't go home like <laughs> one in the morning. Like, yeah, this is great. Don't get me wrong. I am excited for every Pittsburgh Steelers game, as you are, as everybody else is. And this one, this one's a big one. For one, fans coming back to Heinz Field for the first time since 2019. That is ginormous the Steelers are 1-0 the Raiders are also 1-0 and there's some important injuries that I think we got to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers will possibly be without linebacker Devin Bush and cornerback Joe Hayden who are both listed as questionable with groin injuries both of them were limited in practice on Friday after participating all week so that means that their injuries occurred on Friday very worrisome for the Steelers on the flip end of that, the Raiders will be without running back Josh Jacobs due to a toe and an ankle injury. He got turf toe on Monday night, returned to the game. Apparently, he suffered an ankle injury throughout the week as well. He will not go. A lot of injuries, very significant for both teams. Yeah, and I think it's never great to compare injuries, you know, but just looking at the the two sides and how they kind of stack up health-wise – Steelers not in great shape compared to the Raiders right now, but you know, obviously no. things could change within the next couple of days. I mean, bro, like Devin Bush and Joe Hayden questionable are very, very big for Steelers where it's like, okay, like Josh Jacobs is out, but like we saw Ken and Drake have a pretty shallow game against Baltimore on Monday night, you know, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, who was listed as questionable. looks like he's going to have the green light to go on Sunday. So, I mean, and like we were talking about this before the podcast started, you can't really have that like probable designation on the injury report heading into games now. And I think that's something they actually got rid of last year. Now that I remember. So, I mean, according to all Steelers.com reporter, Noah Strackvine, Bush and Hayden practice fully all the way up until today. So like on one hand, it's a good thing that they have practiced four out of five days. Actually, no, technically like three out of four days. Three they don't really days. do anything on like Tuesday. 
Um, but like on the other hand, like the very sudden change on them being listed to report isn't exactly a good thing either. No, it's actually very concerning. And it, it means that the Steelers will not, they'll have Saturday morning, which is basically just a walkthrough to get these guys back on the field and ready for Sunday. If not, it's Robert Spillane and a Cam Sutton, James Pierre duo, which I'm, I'm firmly confident in Cam Sutton and James Pierre playing a whole game against the, the Raiders. I actually, we talked about this on Tuesday. I think that when it comes to Henry Ruggs, James Pierre is a much better option than anybody else that the Steelers have because he's so fast. But Henry Renfro is no joke. That's definitely somebody that you have to be concerned with. The big part, Darren Waller, now you're just basically relying on when it comes to the linebackers, because they'll use a bunch of people to cover Darren Waller. But when it yeah. comes to the inside linebackers, it's Joe Schobert or nobody. Because Robert Spillane, if they if Keith Butler lines up Robert Spillane, can't do it. And Darren Waller. Can't I think I think Pittsburgh will have a fit. They'll they might burn the city down. I, I think that's where like the advantage for me comes in because like I could turn the TV off. You can't like yeah, like you, you you can't turn the press box off, you know. <laughs> But and that, that even touches on something that we talked about a little bit earlier in the week, whenever we talked about who's going to guard Darren Waller and we all kind of figured out together, it's probably going to be Devin Bush more times than not. Whenever somebody is aligned with Darren Waller, whether it's in the slot or a little bit further outside, Devin Bush doesn't play. You're kind of relying on Joe Sherbert, which granted, you know, he's a bit of a more athletic linebacker and, you know, the Steelers did grab him to one bolster their inside linebacker depth and two provide a little, a little bit better coverage in that interior. But I mean, He's not exactly superb in pass coverage either. I feel like I'd rather have Devin Bush out of the entire two whenever it comes to guarding a guy like Darren Waller. But, I mean, this is if Bush can't go, which, I mean, it really looks like a coin toss at this moment because, like, we, we really have no information on this. If Bush isn't able to go, um, that's a problem. But I, I also think it makes it even more of a team effort to try to stop Darren Waller. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it – pushes the emphasis on guys like Cam Sutton, Minka Fitzpatrick, Trey Norwood, those guys. But it's definitely a concern. And it's also a concern because – go ahead. By the way, um, Minka Fitzpatrick, according to Keith Butler from AllSteelers.com, actually read this thanks to you, a little bit more open to roaming and playing free. And that's something that we also talked about in the last episode was, uh, you know, Minka kind of dropping down into the slot and playing there a little bit more. And it's, it's so weird to hear because, like, that's the reason he – one of the reasons why he wanted to be traded from Miami is that they were using him a bunch of different places. He wanted to play that kind of, like, center field role. And now he's apparently super confident in the Steelers' defense they, to, to move around, bro. I don't know. So the, this is how I put this. And, you know, I've talked to Minka plenty of times one-on-one, and it, it was never really like, oh, Miami was just trying to do too much. It was just kind of like the environment wasn't right. It wasn't a good fit. And you kind of, you know, yeah, that was easy to tell. Like he was yeah. a rookie. They were asking him to do anything and everything he possibly can. He came in as a cornerback. They quickly were like, you're a cornerback. Never mind. You're a safety. Never mind. You're a slot guy. And he's like, dude, I'm trying to get accustomed to the NFL. Like this is ridiculous. Now that he's in Pittsburgh, he's three years in, you know, this is – this is his team. You know, he's, he's, he's a leader on this team. Yeah. Exactly. He's he's about as smart as an NFL player gets. He understands this defense better than pretty much everybody. So I think that he kind of hit a point, and the Steelers also hit a point with him where they were just like, Minka could do everything that we ask him to do and some, and he knows that. And he knows that he's more effective if he mo- moves around. 
it's easy to say, Hey, I don't want to move everywhere. I want to be in the middle of the field when you have to be in the middle of the field on a crappy defense on a good defense. If you're like, Hey man, I can move everywhere because I'll trust everybody else on this field to get the job done. And I could just go make plays. I mean, I feel like that's a, a much different atmosphere than that, than what he was in Miami Steelers freak. Welcome to the show. Here we go. Make sees the goodness and being versatile now for the ring. And that's so true. Just like I said, you know, Minka sees that this defense has so much potential. He trusts every single person on this defense. He's able to move around without freaking out because, you know, he could be like, hey, you know, I'm going to go make plays. You guys just do your thing. No, absolutely. And it's kind of the thing you expect out of a guy like Minka, right? Like, you know, you're this phenomenal athlete. You're one of the best safeties in the league. And part of being one of the best safeties in the league is one, being able to kind of play pretty much anywhere all over the field. And two, going to make plays all over the field. You know, Troy Polamalu wasn't stuck in one specific place. And, you know, that's just how he made all of his plays. That dude roamed around. That dude had as much freedom as any defensive player in NFL history has ever had. And, you know, if things kind of keep trending like they are, I'm not comparing Minka to Troy, but it feels like Keith Butler might give Minka a little bit more of that freedom that kind of Minka wants to roam around and do whatever. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, everybody's just tossing great points out here. It's because this defense is elite. Mm -hmm. We can agree on that. Everybody yep. can agree on that. And I think we'll see more of Minka moving around as the season progresses because he's going to get more and more comfortable. Butler, a good point, said, you know, we're not ready to let him go full Troy yet. You know, like <laughs> Troy Palomalu is Troy Palomalu. If Minka Fitzpatrick jumps over an offensive line, sacks the quarterback, then we're like, oh, okay. So we've hit this point. This is where we are now. But until that starts to happen, I think it's just a slow progression. Trey Norwood's, you know, abilities and how those grow over the season will be a big factor into how much Minka is allowed to move. But for right now, it's great to see Minka moving around. People should be very, very excited about it. Going back to the injuries, though, when it comes to Devin Bush leaving, Minka covering Darren Waller, the whole nine, Josh Jacobs will not play, which means this is Kenyon Drake's game. If you're putting Darren Waller up against an inside linebacker, are you now just saying, hey, Robert Splane, man, you all of a sudden have to play coverage on Kenyon Drake? Because that is equally as concerning as Darren Waller on Robert Splane. Yeah, but I feel like if that were going to be the scenario, the Steelers would be really smart about it, or you would hope the Steelers would be smart about it and only kind of put Robert Spillane in positions where he can succeed, and that's pretty much stopping the run in, in the interior. Um, and I, I feel like, I don't know, Buddy Johnson time? Maybe? It could be Buddy Johnson time, maybe Marcus could Allen. Be, maybe a little maybe bit maybe Marcus Allen, Allen, yeah, another guy with versatility in, in the interior. Yeah. UG3, maybe? No, uh, he, he should stick to special teams and getting touchdowns and special teams. Um, just to answer this question for Jules over here, Jules22 underscore 24. Uh, Devin Bush is questionable with a groin injury he had on or that happened on Friday. Joe Hayden is also questionable with a groin injury as well. Both of them were limited on Friday's practice after practicing all week, which means that it probably occurred during Friday's warmups. Not a good sign for the Steelers. Robert Spillane is going to play a lot of snaps though. And I think that's a little concerning, but I also think that, like you said, if they have him rush, if they have him just be that guy, that run stuffing guy, they could use the other guys around him. I think it could work out well, but I do think that now if Devin Bush does not play, which it could be a toss up is easily the biggest gap that the Steelers have on defense. And that's, that's far above Joe Hayden, not playing. 
So I think Robert Spillane is a decent linebacker. I think that sometimes he is put into positions where he isn't necessarily best place to succeed in. If you put him one-on-one in coverage on a running back, he's going to get torched. That's not rocket science proven over and over again. That's not him. So I feel like my man Keith Butler needs to help him out a little bit and spice things up on the defensive side of the ball by either, one, keeping him in on primarily rushing downs, two, maybe playing him in a little zone coverage, maybe only kind of keeping him in the flats. Like, got you got to do something. And, like, that, that's what I think has to separate Keith Butler from being a good defensive coordinator to a great defensive coordinator. Because before Minka arrived, we were talking about Keith Butler as, like, potentially packing the road and, you know, yeah. getting everything and, like, getting out of Pittsburgh. Minka comes along, single-handedly rescues the dude's job. Yeah. And I, I feel like Keith Butler benefits from having a great defense and not the other way around. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, man – I don't want to be that harsh on Keith Butler. I think Keith Butler is very good at his job, and he's very good at understanding a defense. Does he always put the guys in the right position? No. But at the same time, is he always given the correct guys for his defense? Also, no. Vince Williams is a Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker from 15 years ago, not from right now. Robert Spillane's the same way. He he's had all those guys, you know, Bud Dupree should have, should have progressed way before he did. He's had a bunch of guys that, you know, you, you were like, eh. and I agree. I'm a, you know, Minka saved Keith Butler's job, but I've always been like Keith Butler knows what he's doing. He just doesn't have the pieces around him to put into place to of what he wants to do, which, you know, is half the battle for a defensive coordinator. You look yeah. Like but I, I think it, not that this defense is an elite because it is, and it certainly can be if everybody's healthy. I just feel like if Keith Butler were just a little bit better at moving things around and just ensuring guys are actually in the right spots more times than not, then this defense could hit another level that could potentially bring the Steelers into a deep playoff run. All I'm saying, because I'm not going to disagree with you, because I Mm -hmm. do think that Keith Butler has to earn his stripes week by week. He's definitely not solidified himself as a great defensive coordinator. Week one looked like a defense that could take the Steelers into a deep playoff run. Dude, 100%. But we have seen other defensive coordinators around the league get further into playoffs with less talented defenses. Very true. But again, like I said, the Steelers defense two, the Steelers defense has never had the pieces for Keith Butler. That's always an argument I'll make. Yep. On top of that, the Steelers defense has never had depth. Never. You've yep. always struggled at depth since Keith Butler has been around. That could be a Keith Butler thing. No doubt. It could also be a Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin thing. You know, that's up for debate right now. There's depth, there's talent and Keith Butler, you know, whether you like him or dislike him, is leading this group as far as they could possibly go. So it, it's going to be all on him. And look, don't get me wrong. Keith Butler is a good defensive coordinator. He, yeah. he would not be in his current position if he was not a good defensive coordinator, the Steelers defense is vastly talented, but at the same time, you, you still need coaching to get those guys to play at that level. You still need to put the right schemes and, you know, the right personnel on the field in order for the D, the Steelers defense, excuse me, to do what they did against Buffalo. So I'm not trying to take any credit away from them, but uh, it, it, there's just something there for me. Something there that's missing for him, but it's way off topic. So excuse me for getting us off topic. <laughs> it's all Robert good. Spillane, 
Robert Spillane should not be in coverage there. No, no, he should not be in coverage, which will be huge. And we will see what happens come Sunday because there is a chance Devin Bush plays. There is a chance that Joe Hayden plays. But right now it's looking like a coin flip and it's not looking good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What is looking good for the Pittsburgh Steelers is for the first time since 2019, there will be a packed house at Heinz Field. And if that does not bring you to your feet, if that does not excite you to the absolute max of excitement, then you are missing whatever juice you need to go find because the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be rocking and rolling against the Oakland Raiders, who have beaten them in the past in major games, major important games. Terrell Pryor took a 98 yard run to the house. This team, this team loses to the Oakland Raiders. They're going to need every bit of Steelers Nation at Heinz Field, and they're going to get it on Sunday. Bro, I had just like completely gotten that memory. Sorry, that, <laughs> that play out of my memory. Like, I'll, I'll never do that. Very first play of the game, it's Very in cool. Oakland. Palomalu crashes down and just like misreads it, and Terrell Pryor's nothing but green grass. That's a PA boy right there, Pittsburgh native, saying, Sorry. hey, should have drafted me. Should have taken me. I was in the supplemental draft. Where were you guys? Nowhere to be found. But have you seen those things uh, that some Raiders fans are trying to get going where they're going to try to black out Heinz Field? The tailgate? Look, Cam Hayward called that out. Juju Smith-Schuster called that out. There is no chance. I believe that there is going to be plenty of Raiders fans at Heinz Field. Oh, probably. Tons. (laughs) <laughs> do I think that they will overtake Steelers nation? Not a chance, not a chance. Let me ask this though, real quick. <laughs> Since sports fans have returned to stadiums and you're, you're an Arizona native, you, you know, are not a native, an Arizona resident, say a Pittsburgh native, re- Arizona resident, you know how hostile these returned fans have been. AKA the Phoenix Suns fans fighting everybody and anybody. Yeah, dude. How many fights do we think we see between the Las Vegas Raiders? The Najee Harris, when asked about the Raiders fans and those games, actually, he was just asked about the games. He said, oof, those games were rough. Not in the games, outside of the games. That was his response. The Raiders fans just throw punches. They just throw hands, man. That's all they do. How many fights do we think we see between Steelers fans and Raiders fans? Because it's going to get hostile. Probably, bro. If Steelers fans were fighting Steelers fans on the preseason, why wouldn't they fight Raiders fans, you feel? So, I mean, whatever the over-under is, hit the over. (laughs) (laughs) You're always taking the over on fights in a football game. It's going to be hostile. It's going to be real hostile. But, like, that's the thing, man. Like, we missed this because last year we didn't get to talk about it, man. Exactly. Just the empty stadiums. It was weird for us. It was weird for fans. It was weird for players. And it, it just adds so much juice, so much excitement to the game. You know, like there's a lot, bro. If this game was played last year, like nobody cares. Th- this would be week two, the NFL season. But with fans back, both teams kind of going back and forth with each other a little bit. The fans going back and forth, back and forth, excuse me, with each other a little bit. Just adds to the, inv- the overall environment and the atmosphere of the game heading into Heinz Field. And just to like, kind of like put a cherry on top of that, the Steelers could be 0-15 heading into their last regular season of the game, and the Raiders would never outnumber Steelers fans. No, Let okay. alone in the first opportunity 
people who wrap their newborn children in terrible towels <laughs> in hospitals here. Please. Their first opportunity to pack Heinz Field. Yep. Not a snowball's chance in hell. Nope. Not nope. a chance. Nope. Not a chance. Steelers Nation is going to be loud. They're going to be rowdy. Let me tell you this. Last year was boring. It was weird. Like Renegade will come on and you're just like, what do I do? I yeah, like, like do I have to cheer like, here? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I supposed <laughs> to be in the press box? Just be like, woo, yeah, go defense. Like, no, like the when Renegade comes on, I fully expect Heinz Field to lose Goosebumps. their minds. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. It's a 1 p.m. game on a Sunday. This is about as boring of a time as it possibly gets. And I bet you it is nuts. Like unfathomable nuts. I never in my life expected to live in a moment where I would welcome fans back to Heinz Field. I can tell you, it it might be top 10 on my things that have happened in my sports writing career this Sunday because I fully expect it to be crazy. Crazy. <clears throat> Which brings us to our final topic. And our most important topic. I love yep. talking. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. I threw it out there on Tuesday. I'm going to throw it out there one more time for everybody who did not catch it. I, Noah Strackbine, at Noah Strack, follow me right here, right there. 23-17 was my prediction of the Buffalo Bills game. Final score, 23-16. Also predicted TJ Watt, not one, but two sacks in week one. He ended up with not one, but two sacks in week one. Not going to say that I know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to say that maybe I know how to predict a football game. That's not what we're talking about here. We'll get there. What we're talking about is the Pittsburgh Steelers and their spread. A six and a half point favorite heading into week two. The Raiders on the road. Heinz Field. Steelers Nation returns to the stadium. North Shore. Bump in. Do they cover it? I think if Bush and Joe Hayden play the cover. Oh, I, I do. I do. What if they don't? Are you asking if like if they don't play? Yeah, what if they don't play? I think it'll be a little bit closer. I don't know, man, because there's a very big difference between like a four-point lead and a seven-point lead. And the, the, that three points is easily avoidable. If you have guys like Devin Bush and Joe Hayden in the game, and like we talked about a little bit ago, we'd like to depth on this team for the first time. What feels like forever. Uh, you know, it feels like a guy like Joe Hayden can go out and we're able to slide guys like, you know, James Pierre and Cameron Sutton in there. And we're like, okay, cool. Not too terrible. Devin Bush is out. We can slide Robert Spillane, Buddy Johnson, whoever, me, you, grandpa, whatever. Cool. <laughs> But betting spreads, though, man, Vegas, they know what they're doing. They absolutely know what they're doing when they put these numbers out. If they don't play, I don't think the Steelers cover the spread. I think they win regardless. But I don't think they cover the six-and-a-half point spread. But that's me being the always pessimistic person I am whenever it comes to the Steelers. But money's involved, and you got to be smart with money, so – Got to be smart with money. I will say that I'm very unsmart with money when it comes to football season. We talk about that quite a bit, you and I. Six and a half point favorites. For those who are wondering where, how, how we got these numbers. SI Sportsbook, check them out online, obviously. We love SI Sportsbook. Six and a half point favorites. There is a part of me that knows this game is going to go one of two ways. It is either going to be a complete scrap out. 
punch for punch in the stands, out in the field, everywhere. Six and a half points is a lot of points. It's a trap number. It's always a trap number. But there's another part of me that's saying that this game could easily be 33 to 10. Easily yeah. could be 33 to 17. Easily. Yep. The Steelers could just take it over like there's no tomorrow. Here's here's why I don't like that six and a half number. Mm-hmm. If it was like Dude, if it's five and a half, I'm I don't bad. know, man. Yeah, if, if if it's five and a half, I like that. Six and a half's a terrible number. Yeah, terrible man. Number. And so many wonky things can go wrong. Between two one and O teams. Two one and O teams who have terrible offensive lines. Yeah. And great defensive lines. You could say whatever you want about Gerald McCoy being gone. I don't care. <laughs> Six and a half points is tough. It's tough to beat a team by seven points. It really, really is. Especially when you got a lot of stuff on your plate that you're still figuring out as the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, that offensive line, mm, Najee Harris hasn't gotten it rolling yet. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe Ben throws a couple of picks. I don't know. Ooh. I feel like some people were not overlooking the Raiders, but I feel like they put up a pretty good fight against the Baltimore Ravens team that admittedly so isn't phenomenal. They didn't get better over the offseason. That was very evident in their game on Monday night, but nonetheless, they still came out on Monday night football. They got the win. Granted, that was in a very, very rowdy Legion Stadium. They're on the road coming into Heinz Field. A lot of differences between those two stadiums. Yep. Mike Tomlin said it. There's a there's a big difference between playing college football where there's a hundred thousand fans rooting for you and playing the NFL where there's seventy-five thousand fans rooting against you. Yeah. Big difference. Yep. I think I could not have said that better. So I do I feel like you're right. I feel like because even going back to the why am I holding this pen? Even going back Mike to Tomlin, dude, a classic the, Mike Tomlin pen hold. <laughs> the 70s where the Steelers and the Raiders has had those historic, tremendous, legendary battles between each other. It was scrappy. And I feel like the last couple of times the Steelers and Raiders have played, it was still scrappy then. And so I feel like we should expect much of the same. And whenever those games are scrappy, those games aren't blowouts. You know, those are very close games pretty much all the way up until the end. Man. I don't think I've Six and a half. Six and a half. I don't think I've Six and a half. I, I, I think if... Devin Bush and Joe Hayden were 100% healthy. I would absolutely take that. Not absolutely. I would take that hesitantly. Um, What we're getting ready to talk about, though, I have a very strong opinion on. All right, cool, cool. Let me ask you this real quick question before we get on to the predictions. Mm -hmm. The over-under, 47, and the Steelers have a negative 250 money line. Would you take either of those? Yeah, so that's actually what uh, what I was referencing to. Minus 250 money line. Don't bet that. Those are crazy. If right. you have to, if you absolutely have to do like a same game in parlay, same in game parlay, excuse me, just find something really, really easy that's going to hit like the Steelers over under of like one and a half touchdowns. I would, I would do the over with that. And then I would pick the Steelers money line to get that money line number down a little bit. Over under 47, though. If you break that into two, you're basically banking on both teams hitting 23 and a half points. I don't think both teams are hitting 23 and a half points, Noah. And like, granted, like that can obviously sway a little bit here or there. Steelers offensive line, not great, not phenomenal. We have to remember Steelers put up over 20 points last week. Seven of those points came from special teams. 
You know, the, the Steelers offense hasn't put up 20 points of production quite yet. Granted, week one is still trying to figure things out. I don't trust the Raiders to hit that against the Steelers defense, though. I really think the Steelers defense is good enough to hold those guys to about 14 points. And if if you're if you're looking towards the Steelers to make that that other basically 10 points on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know, no, man. I, I I like the under 47 this week. I really do. Yep. Ne- I never bet the money line. Never. I never will. Unless I try not to. Unless I it's try not to. The over-under. Not a chance. Not a chance. This game could easily be 14-14. This game could easily be 10-7. Easily. It could also be 33-10. But I'm telling you, not a chance. That is a scary number. Hey, if, even if it was 33-10, that under still would hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that that's, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is 10 to 0. That's a trap number. It's just like the six and a half point spread. You could easily hit that. You could also completely miss it. And it could, it would look like a terrible bet. Both of those numbers, the same. I'm with you. I'm not betting anything this week on those three. Again, check out the SI Sportsbook, though, for all your takes, all your bets this weekend. Donnie, we got a minute and a half here. Your prediction Steelers Raiders, week two. Hit me. Noah, grab that terrible towel. It's time. I am no longer a doubter. The Steelers win on the road to the Buffalo Bills and the jumping tables, the wings. Doesn't matter. They got it done. They return the Heinz field. Momentum shifting like crazy. The Steelers do indeed grab a victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go 20 to 13. 20 to 13. Ooh, that's a good one. I am saying that even though I'm not taking any bets, none, none whatsoever, I have full faith. I have a lot of faith. I'll say a lot of faith that the Pittsburgh Steelers just come in here and Heinz Field is way, way too much for the Raiders to have any chance. 33 to 17, a bit of a blowout, but Ben Roethlisberger has himself a game. The Steelers quiet a lot of haters, and it's a good day for Pittsburgh, for Heinz Field, and for Steelers Nation. Make sure to check us out. All the time next week at All Steelers Talk. Thank you again for jumping on to another episode. Subscribe to us on YouTube at All Steelers Talk and check us out on Facebook and Twitter at All Steelers. And we will see you next week. In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever the day holds, with Comcast Business, you'll be prepared. With a network that can deliver gig speeds to most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices, and a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear, along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24-7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, you can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub.